Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Welcome to the podcast here today. I am really excited to have my longtime great friend, Jim Riley here. Jim, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Pastor Aaron, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to hang out with you. It's it's always great to hang out with you, Jim. Jim, yeah. tell us a little bit about where you serve, what you do, and your experience in ministry, and, and then we'll jump into our subject today. So I started out in youth ministry, spent uh, six, seven years in that, and then just about 19 years ago, started as lead pastor at Eaton Rapids Has Assembly of God. Years so already. 19 years, wow. this January 1st. Wow. And, uh, Seems like just yesterday, yeah. and sometimes it seems like 30 years, so <laughs> it's a funky adventure, man. It, it, I love it, it. We are recording this on a Monday, so, or no, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, so, yeah. It's a Tuesday, so. but if it was Monday, you might have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah. you, I bounced back already. Well, you I'm bounced good. back. That's yep. good. Yep. Jim, today we're going to talk about something that I think is really important. You know, uh, ministry has a certain measure of pain that comes with the progress. There, yeah. There's just pain that comes with change. You know, people... Uh, struggle with change in a church, mm -hmm. pastors struggle to know what change to make. We sure. have those kind of hurts. And then there's financial seasons where incomes down and those kind of things. But, uh, you know, sometimes we tend to talk a lot as ministers about hurts people have done to us. But I think it's good for us to pause and recognize that sometimes we're part of, we're part of the problem. Um, I know I have been in the years. Yeah. I know that yeah. uh, things I didn't say with grace as much as I should have or, mm -hmm maybe said something without context or uh, just wasn't wise, was wore out, grumpy, yeah. and was frustrated within myself, and it came out in someone else. And so I think some of the pain and some of the hurt we have in ministry is unnecessarily caused by ourselves. And uh, um, I think we didn't mean to. I don't think we planned to, but I think sometimes we do. Do you agree with that? I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that I've learned in ministry is that ministry is painful. Yeah. And it's because ministry involves loss. Right. I think there's so much loss in ministry and, and I don't just mean bad loss, good loss. Right. I mean, you yeah. think about when you raise somebody up in your church in ministry and they tell you they're going to the mission field, what right. a great celebration. And yet it hurts because yeah. you're losing someone. And so I, I think there's so much loss in ministry that we don't realize how much it hurts. Right. And if we don't process that pain right. in a healthy way, if right. we don't grieve those losses, even the good ones, sure. we can become wounded yeah. pastors. And we know that wounded people wound and hurt people. Yeah, they do. And I think that sometimes is true. And, and so then we find these maybe cascading problems that occur when a pastor has been wounded, hurt, mm -hmm. is discouraged, depressed, sure. um, maybe even to the point of anger at times. I think then we sometimes get, I don't know, sort of off track, yeah. uh, um, unfiltered, maybe just uncautious, non-cautious in our approach to people. And I think sometimes we do it. So how, how much of, in your ministry experience, how, how many times, how often have you had to come to the realization, maybe I played a role in this. Maybe I, how often do you think that happens in your experience and maybe for all of us as ministers? Uh, often. Yeah. Uh, my, my heart has been... Uh, to take responsibility yeah. and accountability as a leader. I don't think I did that early on. 
I think early as a leader, man, I knew what I was doing. God gave me the vision. This is where we're going. If you disagree or get you out get out of the way. The, yeah. If you disagree <laughs> or get in the way or you get your feelings hurt too bad, right. I'm doing what God wants me to do. Right. And, and as I've gotten older, I'll tell you what will help you to yeah. learn to be nice and sensitive. Yeah have daughters. <laughs> that's true. Because that's what changed me, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I prayed for sons and prayed for sons and yeah. God had something better in store. Yeah. And he gave me two daughters. Yeah. And man, as they grew up, I began to learn about the importance of how you say things. Sure. I began to learn how to pay attention to what people are going through, yeah. how to not get offended at everything. Right. And so I think it that often I look at situations where if I've had something happen that didn't go well or someone was unhappy, I think one of the first things that I do is say, Lord, what's my role in this? Right. Start with you. Yeah. How, yeah. how, how did that go south? How did that, how did that turn into this? Right. You know, um, I, I had a guy one time speaking of unintentionally hurting people. Yeah. I had this guy at our church, Ken, incredible guy, retired guy. He would come and spend 20 hours a week at the church. Yeah. He would work and take, man, he treated that church and property like it was his own. Right. And one Monday morning I showed up at my office and there was a note on my desk in an envelope with a key. Uh -oh. And it was from Ken. Uh, Pastor, take me off the membership list. I'm not coming to this church anymore. I'm not coming to a place that I don't feel loved or wow. valued. I don't remember the word he right, said. Right. And I, I read that and I sat down in my chair and I cried. Yeah. I just cried. I, I thought, God, how could this possibly have happened? Right. And the first thing I did is I called him. I said, brother, I got your note. What's going on? He said, well, you don't really have time for me. You don't care about me. Mm. I said, can we please talk about this in person? Yeah. I love you and care about you. And, and here's what happened. He said, pastor, every Sunday when I see you, I want to stop and ask you questions about things. And you tell me to call you tomorrow. Mm. I said, oh, okay. He said, and I just feel like you're putting me off and you don't care about talking to me. Oh. Well, I have this thing that I communicate with people. And obviously I didn't communicate it well is please don't schedule appointments with me on Sunday mornings. Right. Yeah. Please don't ask me questions on Sunday mornings please before don't or after services. As I'm walking on stage that your marriage is falling apart. Right, right. Yeah, there's right, some, yeah, right. right. And, and so I had unintentionally hurt him. Right. But the fact that we were able to talk it out. Right. He said, pastor. I'm so sorry. I wasn't respectful of you. Yeah. And I said, Ken, it's not your fault, brother. Right. This right. is why we talk. This is why we follow Matthew 18. Right. This is why right. we work things. And man, he stuck around for, I don't know how long after that, before he moved away for another job. But, yeah. but I realized at that point, man, sometimes I'm so busy. Yeah. And, and I let the stress and the weight of pastoring a church keep me from focusing on pastoring people. That, and I think, Jim, you're exactly right. I think one of the biggest, you know, for those listening to this podcast today, the reality is it's not that that anyone would suggest that we're intentionally being mean, I think, or or hurtful. Yeah. I think it's unintentional things we do as leaders. When, when COVID was happening and our church came back, um, I really enjoyed that time home with my girls. I really did. As a pastor, it was so chaotic and everything was so rough that being home felt safe. Yeah. It felt like this was the group that loved me and I wasn't making a mistake no matter what I did. And I came back on the first, one of the first Sundays back and I said, I don't know how y'all feel, but I loved being home and I'm struggling with coming back to normal life. And I had a letter, an email sent to me the next morning <laughs> 
from a from a grandmother who didn't get to see her grandkids for oh, months man. because of you know yeah. infection and stuff. And she was like, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but we did not and right. was really upset. And I realized the insensitivity, what I was trying to say was I really enjoy it, but I was really speaking out of hurt. I kind of wanted people to know this was my safe space mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I was doing it. And, and I just simply said, I'm sorry. So when those moments happen, like what happened with Ken or what happens with people, Jim, how, how do we handle those as a pastor? You said, start with yourself. I, I believe that's true. Any conflict starts with yeah. me. What am I doing? What did I contribute? When you see an avenue of something in your communication or your process that wasn't healthy, how do you approach that with people in your congregation when, when they feel you feel the disappointment back from something you did that caused pain in them? So when I feel disappointed because I've hurt them and now I know it? Yeah. Um, well, I think first is we have to humble ourselves. Right. You know, um, we, we want to tell people, hey, don't put me on a pedestal. Right. I'm the pastor, but don't put me on a pedestal. And then when people say I hurt you, you're like, what do you mean I hurt you? I'm on a pedestal. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, right. Don't, you don't put me on a pedestal, but I'll put myself there. You right. don't have the right to tell me I hurt you. I think sometimes our pride puts us in that spot to That's say, good. no, I'm pastoring you. Right. I, I didn't hurt you. I'm pastoring right. you. And, and to stop and say, do I really love this person? And do I really value this person enough to listen to what they're saying? Right. Take it to heart. Yeah. And, and to apologize. That's good. And, and I'll tell you something, man. It's so important to apologize properly. Okay. Talk because about Because I that. think sometimes what happens is someone comes and says, I hurt you. And we say, you know what? I'm really sorry if you got hurt. Right. Or I'm sorry, but my intention was. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you did that. Hold on. That's not an apology. Right. Whether what I did was right or wrong isn't the point here. Right. So I may not have done anything wrong right. or anything intentional. Right. Just like you from the platform. Right. You did not have any malice or no. ill will to hurt no. that grandmother. But you hurt her. I did. Period. Yep. And, and you could defend it. You could argue with her and say, well, that's your fault. You got hurt. Right. It's too bad. I'm just trying to be me. Yep. No, I think it's important to handle those things by saying, you know what? I am so sorry that I hurt you. Right. Just own it. Nothing else. Right. Nothing else. You are hurt. I mm. caused it. And I'm so sorry. That's good. Will you please forgive me? That's good, Jim. And, and I think, I think, so let's just get real, real here. So you get that email from that person. What's your first reaction? I, I know that there have been times where I've read the email and gone, oh, come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know you know what I, I, I learned? When I first had my reaction, that was often a gauge to my defensiveness and my mm. true, the position of my own heart in that. Yeah. And I started to realize that when my first reaction to anything was, you got to be kidding me. I started to realize that I was souring in my spirit. And probably right. that was a sign I was doing something that was yeah, being absolutely. perceived a certain way because my heart absolutely. wasn't right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So just uh, just this past week, yeah. a Saturday, uh, I'll just tell you a an, an really personal story yeah. here. And um, Saturday was rough. Yeah. It was one of those Saturdays where the message isn't done. It's a struggle to get it together. Just things are piling on the, my emotions. I'm just struggling. Yeah. I mean, it was an ugly, ugly morning. Yeah. And, um, I got ready to head out from the house and go up to the church to try to finish for Sunday. Sure. 
And my older daughter, Emma, says, Dad, are you okay? Because I had some tears in my eyes. I'm like, you know what, Emma, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'm heading up to church. We'll head down to, you know, we were going to family event later that day. So I go to church. It's a couple hours later. And she shows up at the church. Yeah. And she brings me a bag of food from our Mexican restaurant in town with my favorite food, tacos, beans, and rice. Come on. And she holds out this bag to me. And I said to her, I said, uh, hey, I already ate. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Jim. (laughs) And she got this look on her face of just dejection and hurt. And I didn't get it in the moment. Right. I was so focused on getting worked, and I was just struggling and she went to walk. I said, you know what? I'm come in my office. Yeah. And she went in and sat down crying. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I, I, I'm, she said, dad, you know, you don't, you didn't have to be so rude. Mm-hmm. My first response, I wasn't being rude. Yeah. doesn't matter what I think in that moment. Right. And I said, honey, I said, I, I didn't mean to be rude. I said, but you know what? I realized I blew it. Yeah. You are being so thoughtful and caring and sensitive and loving to me. And in that moment, because I'm so frustrated and struggling, I didn't even see it. And my response should have been, oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking about me. You're trying to brighten my day. I blew it. I hurt you. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. And and it just happens when we, when we, it it happens unintentionally. It happens when we get so focused and, and when we're struggling, when we're hurting. And so when, when she said to me, to, to your question or your point there, when she said to me, you didn't have to be rude about it. That's kind of like one of those emails that says, hey, you were really rude to me. Right. And my first response is, I didn't mean to be rude. I wasn't, oh, wait. Yeah. So sometimes my first response is a little defensive, like, wait a second. But then I have to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to search my heart. Right. I need you to, to help me with this. Yeah. Help me, Holy Spirit, to figure out and see this from their perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how do you, Jim, when you're in a season like a bad Saturday, and thanks for sharing that yeah. great example. Um, how do you, when you're in a season when you're, so I believe in setting up safeguards. You know, I put a seatbelt on in my car for a reason. I, I It's not that I'm planning to be in an accident, but sure. I, in case it happens, I want to be prepared. Um, how does a pastor, what's your advice on knowing and recognizing those seasons when you're extra susceptible to be able to not be your very best you. Yeah. I think listen to our family. Oh, great. I think listen to our family. Um, again, my, my wife and daughters, they're good with that. Dad, what's bothering you? Dad, you you need some time off dad. So, so listen to your family. I think within a church setting, we we don't have paid staff at our church, but we have team members that I meet with weekly that are, really good at giving feedback, saying, pastor, you need to be gone on a Sunday soon. Pastor, you need to do this. Pastor, you're getting tired, pastor. So I think listen to people that are closest to you. It's good. And, and I think um, also to just, when you're feeling negative, when you're feeling down, when you're struggling, share it with somebody. It's good. Somebody, just Have share friend, it with somebody. Right? Have a friend, get it out, talk about it. Yep. You know, I mean, ca- counselors, we basically pay counselors $150 to be our friend for an hour. That's true. That's they're not, true. they're not necessarily offering this. Cr- <laughs> I apologize to all the counselors out there, but, <laughs> but they're really not there to solve our problems. Right. They're there to give us a place to talk. Right. That's and true. Get them out and be heard. Yeah. And, and we need to have a place to do that. Otherwise we keep things bottled up. We keep hurts bottled up. It's good. And, and we have to, 
I know one of the things I was not good at before is grieving. Mm. Yeah. And, and we have to grieve loss and hurts and the hurt that we feel from hurting other people. Right. And we have to grieve those things and process those things and not keep it bottled up because yeah. what's going to happen is, is I'm going to hurt somebody because somebody else hurt me. That, and that, and, and now Jim, I'm unhealthy. That one of the hardest things hurts to overcome, I think for me personally, and you and I are both, uh, my wife says I'm kind of a teddy bear on the inside. And uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true, but I can that's, see that. that's what she I says. Yeah, that. I can yeah. see it. And you too, you too. The reality is this. I think the biggest hurts that bother me the most are the ones that I knew I caused or was part Absolutely. of. When people are mad at me because they didn't like something I did and it, truly I didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. But when I know I caused pain in someone else, I, I would beat myself up on that yeah. for a, for a good while. Um, and I would try to earn back. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference between earning back. And then also, and maybe this is something you can expound on, uh, learning to forgive yourself. Yeah. Um, instead of just recognizing I might've caused pain and I want to, you know, help that be resolved. And I'm sure. sorry. How do we authentically say to ourselves, I'm sorry. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I forgive you, uh, and not the, I forgive you, but next time don't be such an idiot. You know, right. the, the, the talk, the self-talk yeah. we do yeah. is not healthy. How do, yeah. how do you, how have you negotiated that? How have sure. you navigated that? Yeah. That self-talk is a big deal. Right. Um, I was thinking about that on the way here The the, you know, scripture tells us that the tongue holds the power of life and death. And we, we take that to heart when we talk about other people, right, right. but we don't take it to heart when we talk to ourselves right. and how we view ourselves. Sure. And I think one of the best things for us to be healthy and, and not be in a place where we're hurting people or getting easily hurt is, is to look at the three relationships God created us for, mm -hmm. right? When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest command? He laid out three relationships. He did. He, he laid out, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Yeah. That's, that needs to be a healthy relationship. Right. Love your neighbor. Well, who's my neighbor? Yeah. People. People. Love people. How am I supposed to love them as I love myself? Right. If I don't love myself, I'm going to have a real hard time thinking other people can love me. Right. If I don't love myself and I'm hurting myself, yeah. I'm going to view everything through the lens of people don't like me. People don't love me. People want to hurt me. And the reality is this, if any of those three relationships are out of whack, yeah. all three are out of whack. That's great. If I'm not loving the Lord with my heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah. I'm not loving myself like I should. I'm not loving others like I should. Correct. If I'm not loving others like I should, I'm certainly not right with the Lord. Right. And if I'm not loving myself like I should, I certainly can't handle the other relationships. Sure. So I think to, to love ourselves, to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. I think that's a huge, huge deal. I think even just the idea of taking every thought captive, mm. when a possibility for offense comes, take every thought captive, make Jesus the gatekeeper of our mind, um, be generous with mercy and grace. Love that. I think scripture says something about with whatever yeah. measure you give out, yeah, you'll receive, mercy and right? grace. You'll, so we reap what we sow. Um, as I said, give the benefit of the doubt. And another thing is, as soon as we're hurt, I think it's a really big deal for us to forgive people before they ask. That's great. Just, just forgive people Pre -choose before they that, ask. Before it even gets there. Yeah. yeah. Take care of it. Jim, that, those are fantastic insights. And I, for those listening on the podcast, if you're in a season where you need to forgive yourself, you need to forgive, you, you need to just simply say, I'm sorry without conditions. I pray you do that. Uh, I pray that that becomes something that you do quickly and you do often, 
and then make that a part of the rhythm of your life. Uh, I think the healthiest people I know are the people who know how to forgive others, who forgive themselves when they hurt others and forgive themselves when they disappoint themselves. And, um, and by the way, I am waiting for your daughter to bring me some uh, food here, and that has not arrived. Yes. So please tell her she owes steak me some food, too. Steak tacos with uh, beans and rice. Come on, Absolutely. steak tacos. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, Jim, thank you for your insights. You're a fantastic uh, leader, and I, I think you've really given us something to think about today. Thanks, Pastor. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.